It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. And here we go. We're back. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trello. With me, as always, my brother from another mother is Trader Andy. What's up, man? What's up, man? How are we doing tonight? I'm doing good. Doing good. We brought our third wheel with us once again, as always. Well, not always. Mr. Nick Mimikos is with us. How are you doing, brother? What's going on? What's going on? Well, not too much. At least Andy's not talking to the people that don't answer him anymore, right? I'm done with them. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting in an empty basement right now since I'm moving, so I don't wake the baby up. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Well, we got a couple things going on uh, the last couple days. There's been a, some transactions in baseball. This is a sneaky one. I didn't tell you guys how I feel about this one yet, but Alex Cobb traded to the Angels. I love this. I'm a big fan. His ADP has been about 500 and something, 550. So out of almost every draft in the world. So I'm telling you guys, if you're any anything that's like a 30-round draft or something like that, get this guy with your last pick because he's actually pretty damn good. He only had one really terrible season. I'm a big fan. He just saw, he just got traded for, I don't know, a bag of balls or Wait, no, something no. like that. No balls. No balls. Trust me. No balls? Don't, don't, don't sleep on the guy that they got. I didn't Monty even Jones. see it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, he's a good second base prospect, power speed guy. He's not on the Angels' top fifteen. He's not. He's not a bag of balls. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's probably gonna, he's probably gonna get some PT now. Okay. What's his name? Jamani Jones. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right. So we we got Jamani Jones on the on the radar. We got Alex Cobb on the radar. We got Riomuto back home. I got another Philly bit for you guys too. Uh, Andy, I told you about this the other day. Matt Moore came over from Japan. Another guy, same as Alex Cobb, stash him at the end of your bench. Uh, you know, he actually dominated him in, in Japan last year. Same thing. Same he only that. had one or two bad seasons. He's 31 years old. He could come around, and the Phillies haven't had a left-handed starter since, like, Cliff Lee or something like that. So pretty good fit. Uh, but Rio Muto's back home with him. But I wanted, what I wanted to touch on a little bit with you two guys first is uh, the Nolan Arenado trade. Little, little controversial. Andy, I'll let you kick off with that. You could kick it to Nick. You know how I feel about this. Well, for, first of all, I, I feel that the the GM of the Rockies should be fired. <laughs> he, he's he's really made some really horrible trades and transactions. This is the worst trade ever. People are destroying this guy. He gave them fifty million dollars. He should have just let him opt out at the end of the year. He would have saved a lot more money. And this is one of the worst trades ever. I mean, they're not even going to get that many prospects back. I mean, we don't know what they're actually going to get. Uh, but, you know, trading this guy, guess what that means? Trevor Story is going to walk. Right? He's definitely not going to re-sign with Colorado after this happens. And then they also give away a an all-star, twenty mid-20s David, David Dahl. I mean, I just don't understand that. How do they let him go? I don't know what they're doing in Colorado, but I mean, they're obviously, you know, the first legal place for weed and shit. So maybe, maybe they're smoking. Yeah. There is some rumors about the return. I saw uh, Austin Gomber, so cross him off. Other than that, I don't really know much about it. Nick, what are you doing with Arenado this year? How do you feel about this move and how it affects him? His ADP is going to plummet. You're losing the Coors Field aspect. <laughs> hey, can Zach Veen uh, play third base? Put him up there. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna lose his ADP, but if he's still sitting there a few rounds later, I'm I'm jumping. Listen, so me and Andy did a high stakes dynasty league together. I pounded the table in the third round. I'm like, we're taking him in the third round. 
he's already discounted. He should be going around 18th overall, but we're getting a discount because of the trade rumors and everything. I'm like, I swear, third round is as if he's already traded, right? <laughs> well, so he, said, he went in the I third promised, round. He went in the third round. I promise you. I promise you he will not get traded. We're taking him here. And then he go, writes, don't be mad at me. He sends him a text <laughs> message. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Just yesterday, I'm doing a draft champions league, and he goes in the fourth round. So it's just like you said, Nick. If this guy settles into the fifth round, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, I, I know, Andy, you're going to say the splits from home and away. The batting average is significant. <laughs> All, all the uh, the predictive analytics are all, you know, the, the the BABIP, everything, hard hit rate, everything is big time different from one to the other. But what doesn't, what what uh, the cores effect gives you does not really affect home runs. It affects base hits because of the size of the outfield. So he's still going to hit the home runs. I think he improves on the RBIs and the runs because he's going to be in a better lineup. So, yeah, Slum, right, right, right behind uh, right. Goldie. The, the days of him being a 300 hitter for you, nah, that's that's over. But I think the power numbers and the runs are still going to be there for you. So if you're getting him in the fifth round, it's beautiful. If you're in the fourth round and you're taking a pass, I kind of understand where you're going with that. But like you said, Nick, it's going to plummet, and I wouldn't be surprised if you look in the next two weeks, you start seeing sixth round. Which he's is- going to be bat probably clean up right after Goldie. You could have Carlson or Fowler batting right after him too, so he's going to get in there. Yep. You say Fowler batting behind him? I don't know. batting six. You can have Carlson at set, uh, five. Fowler's Wait, did you just alive? say? F- no. I, 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 I think Arenado will be in front of Goldschmidt, no? no. Depends. That Would you want as a clean? That would be my guess. I, I would assume that, you know, you, you're usually going to put it three, four. Yeah, so I, I just pulled up a lineup. It looks like they're projecting to possibly move DeJong up to the second spot. And then Goldschmidt, Arenado, Carlson. So I, I don't think he's going to be directly affected by by that Fowler crap bag. But who knows if there's another move in there as well. So he should be projecting Goldschmidt. And Goldschmidt is one of my sleepers this year. I love it. You know, he's going over 120 in ADP. That's beautiful. All right, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Enough about Arenado. I've spoken about him too much the last week. We're going to talk to you about prospects that are going to make a difference for you this year in your lineup in 2021. Last year, we saw quite a few of them come up right then and there. These are guys, we're going to give you a couple that we think are going to come in the middle of the season, some that might be day one. All right, Nick, I'm going to kick it to you first with Ryan Mountcastle, who looks to be a day one starter, I believe. Absolutely. He's going to be a great snag there. Um, ADP, I think right now is probably around the 140 mark. Yep. You got Nunez gone, Mancini's back. So it sounds like him and Mancini are going to alternate first base and DH, but he's got the heavy power. Um, I mean, it's not the greatest of lineups, but he's still going to project for good power, good numbers, and potentially, depending on the draft you you can get him later on. Now, now, Nick, one of the things too, you know how I feel about last year's short, short sample. He mm-hmm. had 100 and, what 140 at bats last year in the major leagues, and he batted 333, right? Mm-hmm. Batted 333. Nobody should expect that, right? Never. No, that's crazy. No, no, no. But, but that's what people are going to see. And is he going to get overdrafted by that? Yep. Yeah. I, I, he'll, he'll, be, he'll, be sub, he'll be a sub 300 hitter. 
Okay. And we're looking at an ADP of 140, you said? I think I saw 140 today in that ballpark range. All right. So that means at 140, he's going in the same area as maybe Eric Hosmer. I'd rather have Eric Hosmer. I'd rather have Hosmer as well. Yeah. So, I'm not touching him. The ball's big, deeper. Andy, you got anything to add on Mountcastle? Oh, just just the the average was a joke last year. He got he you know last season as you said was you know a bunch of hot streaks and slumps, and he had a, a hot streak that he's never had before. He's never even come close to batting like that in the in the minor leagues, and you know should just expect anywhere from like a two sixty average, maybe sixteen eighteen home runs, sixty RBIs, you know around there. Nothing great. I rather have Osmer, right? And, and even at that. He's at the same time as Hosmer, but 40 spots later, you could get Reese Hoskins. And a couple spots after that, Trey Mancini. So there's a couple of guys that we're interested in that are that are lower. So he's probably a hard pass for us. But if you're in some kind of salary cap league and you get him for a couple bucks at a pretty weak position, not bad, right? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right, I think you guys will be a little more excited about the next guy. I'm going to I'm going to kick it to you guys for Cabrian Hayes. Oh, absolutely love this guy. I love him. He's a uh, a gold glove third baseman right now. Uh he, he's a guy who has sneaky speed. You know, he's going to get you 15 stolen bases out of the third base spot, which is, you know, a nice little boost. That's a, I think that's a ceiling 15. Okay. 12 Let's to say- 15. 10 to 15, right. So I'm saying 12 to 15. All but, right, uh, right. he's, he's, uh, you know, on, where most people lose out on average, he's definitely a high average guy. You know, he's probably a, a good 60 hit tool. You know, you're looking at, you know, 290 to 310 average. I can see he's going to hit you. I think next year he's going to hit you 15 home runs, get you 15 stolen bases. Nick, what do you think? I, I agree. I think he's 10 to 15 stolen bases in the season. Decent average. Only problem is his lineup is basically been all traded away. So it's not going to be the greatest of uh, bats around him, but I think he's going to be a very solid contributor. I mean, they have to score some runs, and he's probably going to bat second or third. He's so, got, I think, second. I, has I, to I, second, definitely, with the on base percentage. Who did they lose from their line last year? I mean, who, I mean, I, I mean he, he Josh performed. Bell. Re- yeah. He, Josh yeah Bell and, and he was crap. Yeah, he was terrible. So, so um, he he really had a great year last year in his uh, cup of coffee, and there was no one really lost. Right. Well, I, I, Hayes is getting drafted what I I deem as appropriate ADP of one fifty, right in front of Gio Urshela and Josh Donaldson, but after Chris Bryant and Matt Chapman. So that's pretty appropriate. Yep. I could see there being teams if ADP goes kind of kind of chalky. If I get sniped for Chris Bryant, I'll be okay with with Hayes as a backup plan to it. Uh, the next guy is you know a stack attack favorite that we've always talked about. Um, he's only a three category guy, but he's another one of these potential day one guys. That's Nick Madrigal. All right. Oh boy. If you're in an OBP league, gold. If you're not. Gold, gold, because he's got the 300-hit tool. Short sample last year, batted 340 in his first 100 at-bats. Had a nice six-for-six day that I had him in DFS at 1% owned, and and we killed everybody that day. Um, There's a 15 to 25 stolen base floor with a 30-plus ceiling. 
And the, the problem with him is he's going to bat ninth probably. What about the other problem? Uh, is he going to be day? Is he going to be day possible. one? Possible. He. I'm. I'm hearing he's del- he's going to he, be out for six months. Yeah, that was in October. He had a shoulder surgery. He had a separated shoulder last season. Yeah. Surgery was in October. I heard. I heard more like four to four to six months, not five to six. But uh, as of about three weeks ago, the, the first week of January, he was already back to baseball activities, which. Who knows what baseball activities are? Sometimes that's, you know, playing pepper. You have a baseball bat, it's a baseball activity, but uh, there's something there. You you may be losing a month, as it were, but if you're in a league with a bench or, or you're able to reserve them, it's not a big deal because you, you, you put them down and you pick up somebody in his place in the meantime. You take the 20 stolen bases that he's going to give you, and he's going to run you, you know, basically run your lineup in the average or on base percentage. Might be the, be- the, the best anchor you have in the percentage for the whole season on your team. What I think about this is the only downfall with this is if they actually had a spring training, he was there. I think that through a good spring training, he could start on top of that lineup. Now when he comes in after that thing, he's probably going to start on the bottom automatically and he'll have to work his way up. Yeah, but the problem is that they've added to the, that lineup. It's pretty stacked. I don't know, man. It, it would take a couple of players really tanking for him to get to the top of the lineup because Timmy Anderson's up there. Adam Eaton's a yep. perfect you know, first or, first or second in the lineup guy. Um, mm. And then the middle of their order is just stacked. Robert Mankata, yeah. Jimenez, Abreu, you put that any way you want. I think there's another guy coming up, too, in the middle of that lineup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we could talk about him next if you like. Absolutely. Look we at how keep that it. worked out. Woo! Just... <laughs> All right, what do you guys think about Mr. Andrew Vaughn? <laughs> That's all you got, Nick? That's all Nick's got for us is... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see a 300 hitter. I see 30, 40 homers. I see a lot of big potential in that lineup with him. He's going to come in batting six, probably maybe seventh. He's going to have no pressure on him. He'll be DHing because they, they lost uh, E5, and he's going to just mash. Okay. Do they still have Lurie Garcia on the team? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Who cares about Lurie Garcia? He's not um, stopping Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, but he's a good defensive player, so they could potentially. This guy's DHing. They could potentially. His ADP right, ADP right now is three hundred five. He's always going to play left. He's free. he's too young to DH right now. But hear me out. All right, all right. Uh, let's at least put it this way for okay. service time, etc. <clears throat> and let's give you an outfield of Louis Robert, Lurie Garcia, and Adam Eaton. Right. So where's Eloy Jimenez in that? Well, if, if you're talking about service time, I mean, you really think service time is with the White Sox? Their manager is 99 years old. They're trying to win a World <laughs> Series right now. There's no service time. People are going to die. <laughs> I love it. All right. Good point. So, so you're, you guys are telling me that we're looking at a possible day one and a possible 330 home runs. With an ADP over 300. Well, I mean, that's got to be right in the middle of the lineup then. So Madrigal's yeah. got no shot at cracking the top nine. Well, top, you know what I meant. Yeah. I misspoke. He, he's <laughs> he's going to be the second leadoff hitter at the back end with Anderson yeah, and Eaton fitting, you know, Perfect going spot. one, two. Perfect. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. So 
Vaughn, what did you say his ADP was, Nick? 305 NFB. Okay, yeah. so that that's that's ridiculous. That that'll that's skyrocket. Change. It's free. Yeah, if we get closer to the season, he people Makes start you seeing him swing. Right now. Yeah, I I think I think that's going to uh, to go up. So the the guys that we're looking at right now as possible day one so far. Mount Castle, we're saying is definitely locked in day one. Hayes definitely locked in day one. Madrigal may miss a month, but will have the job once. Once uh, he's healthy, and Vaughn, we just don't know. We're we're going anywhere from uh, day one to All Star break. You know, it, it is what it is. We really can't tell at this point. Um, but if he's day one, put him in the top two hundred. Let's go down south. We got about twenty eight inches of snow up here in the northeast today. So let's go to South Florida for the next two. All right, <laughs> warm it up a little bit. Andy, I, I'm going to let you talk about uh, Mr. Lewin Diaz. I know he's somebody that you're pretty high on overall, but is that going to be this year? Oh, I, I was excited to see him last year, and he definitely uh, struggled. His K rate jumped big time. Uh, he didn't show much power in the limited time that he had in his cup of coffee. Uh, he was only up for about three weeks. Uh, I feel that after they signed uh, Jesus Aguilar and they have some other guys in there, I think it's going to generally – Block him. I think he's going to need a little more seasoning in the minor leagues to improve on that K rate. When he does come to, if he reaches his full capability, I could see a possible Fred McGriff type career. You know, 30 home runs, 260, doing it every year, playing for. He's a smooth player at first base, too. It reminds me just of Fred McGriff. 260, 30 home runs. He's going to play gold glove first. Not bad. And, 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 is Jesus Aguiar really a blocker, right? Not much. I mean, they signed him for four million. That's like forty million for most for the Marlins. So, well, they, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They have another option though with uh, Cooper plays Cooper, first Cooper. base as well. So, yep. yep. So we we think Davis uh, Diaz is. Gonna, I'm sorry, we can't call him Lewin Davis. We must call him by his correct name, Lewin yeah. Diaz. Yeah, yeah. Right? You don't we don't want to insult wanna anybody. Yeah. Punk. <laughs> inside joke we'll tell you later um so we're not really too high on this at this point we we think that more likely this year yeah maybe even a whole season okay wow all right well the other guy on the marlins who's there via trade is mr jazz chisholm what do you think about that nick or me who you want you want nick whoever we got who you got i think he's got 2020 potential at his uh at his peak Okay, so definitely, uh, definitely some high upside there. Yeah, he tanked last year. Horrible. He, he came up, small cup of coffee, <laughs> like sixty at bats. Yeah, batted under two hundred. Uh, I, I don't. I think for next year, I don't think he's going to be someone that is going to be on a, a, a winner. You know, he he's going to get you ten to twelve home runs, maybe twelve stolen bases. He's going to bat two twenty, two thirty right now. He's it's just not right there yet. He's got to let it all click. I don't think the banger is going to help right now. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So this is somebody that has a chance to be day one. Got got the sexy-looking tools, got the speed, a little bit of power, but you're saying he's for suckers. Well, he, he's People see the speed, but he doesn't really have the speed. He's right. actually like uh, 81 percentile on speed, and he's not that fast. He just gets lucky. So he's a smart base runner. Yeah. All right. Um, his path to playing time is a little bit blocked. 
Uh, I, I did see something that they were talking about. He was going to compete for the job with Isan Diaz. And basically that's that's just not a very strong battle, Chisholm versus Diaz. It's They're both terrible. I was way <laughs> high on Isan Diaz at one point. I remember that. He just sucked it up, man. Like I, I don't think he could have possibly had a worse 200 at-bat. Both of them also have both Jazz and Isan have two more minor league options. So that is a possibility with both of them. Um, the rest of their middle infield, Birdie, Birdie's garbage, but he can run. And, you know, Birdie he's a fantasy win. asset because of stolen bases, but he doesn't do anything. Miguel Could Rojas is basically the team leader. Uh, they love him there. And, and he's the solid ball player, but he's old too. So he may end up getting traded. So if one of them fails, then I think that the the winner of the Diaz Chisholm gets called up and the other just stays in oblivion forever. We'll never see him again. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, let's uh, let's stick. Let's stay in Florida. We're there. It's it's nice, warm here. <laughs> Go a little north. All right. <laughs> uh, up the highway uh, where the where the Super Bowl is being played, and let's go to Tampa Bay and talk about the big dog, Wander Franco. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to play this year, like right away. Definitely not day one. Okay. I think I, I like. Uh, I'm sold on Willie Adamas staying at shortstop. So I, there, I need... there's talk about him getting traded though. Uh, Cincinnati the... Cincinnati was trying to bring him in. That was with one all... name. Oh, well, that, that's interesting because the shortstop market has uh, dried up very quickly. Yeah. But that would open up a lot. I mean, he could definitely come up there, but he also had, uh, you know, some health issues that he missed out on playing winter ball. He had uh, uh, he was shut down last year with bicep uh, tendonitis, and that's something to watch. He might not be fully 100% yet either. Okay, I hear, I hear you there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. What do you, what do you think? While we just mentioned it, Willie Adamas, if he ends up in Cincinnati, what do you feel about that? I love him. Yeah, love him. I, 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 love I think him. that's twenty plus home runs right there. He's, he'll do twenty in Tampa right now. He'll do more in the the Great American Small Park. Right. <laughs> I love it. Right. So so let even if let's say Franco stays down for for a month and comes up in, in May June, right? You're looking at 350, 400 at bats. What do you think? What do you think you're going to get there from that? Ten home runs, ten yeah. steals. I, I the steal okay. the stolen bases aren't really there. Really, you're going to get high average. You're going to get someone that's going to bat up top of the lineup. He's going to get some runs scored. He's going to drive him run. He's going to drive in some runs, but the stolen bases aren't there. He's kind of losing his his stolen base uh, touch. Okay, do you think he think he's got? Got the diva on the brain. He wants I, to be I, a, I, wants to be a no. power hitter because he, th- this guy's been a top prospect. I mean, what what is he? Twenty years old? Yeah, he's not he's not like that. He just but he's been a top prospect hit. since he was like thirteen. So yeah, well, he might. His ADP right now is sitting at two eighty eight. You got Adamus at two hundred. Yeah, I'll take Adamus instead. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 stay in Tampa Bay, and. uh and, and also in the middle infield, and let's talk about Vidal Bruhan real quick. Where, where's he going to play? That's my. I'm not a fan. He, it's going to be a platoon or utility role. You got Franco, Adamas, Lowe. 
platoon role there. Yep. Who's playing third base there? Yandy. Yandy Diaz. Oh, Lord. And, and even after you get out of that and G-Man Choi at first base. Yeah, I love that you, guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good infield. G-Man, Brandon Lowe, Adamas, and Yandy. We still have Wander Franco in the mix. And then, and yeah. then two utility players that are really damn good, Mike Brasso and Joey Wendell, that can basically play everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw, what's his name, Yoshi Susuko play some third base last year. So that's eight names we just mentioned in that infield. So I, 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 I think, I, I think Bruhan might. You know, he's he's talked about a lot in a lot of places as as somebody that may get significant significant at bats this year and make a fantasy impact because of the speed. I I, I don't know if it's there. Um, I'm not buying. What you say is the ADP was Nick? Uh, for yeah. Bruhan. Uh, hold on one second. Let me look him up. And he does he does still have two options to the minors. So he's definitely going to stay down. They could bring him up if needed, yeah, and Wendell they can still send him back down again. Wait. Brudon, 549. He's getting drafted tomorrow. No, pro no problem. Yeah, he's free. There's definitely a detour on that path. <laughs> yeah. He took the left at the fork. <laughs> All right, I my my gut says it, you know if you're in a dynasty league and or or a, a deep keeper league and you have him, whatever amount of at bats he gets, he's going to get you five to seven stolen bases per 100. So when he gets to be a full season player, 500 at bats, you're looking at a 35 stolen base guy. I. In the meantime, if he's a part-time player or you know just comes up for the second half of the season, if he gets you 200 at-bats, you're probably going to get 14 stolen bases from him, which is valuable. Stop because, Andy, be I, if I'm correct, too, he's not a drain on your average. He's he's decent. No, he, he might be a drain on a little bit on the power, but he's going he yeah, to be he's like a... He's a power a, drain, but yeah. average-wise, you should be no, able to get 280 from him, right? 280, 270, definitely. 280? Yep. I'll take that any day. 270 is my benchmark. If you're 270 and you have one more skill, I like I like you. You know, it might be vanilla ice cream, but I you know, I I like something there. 20, if you if you could get more than 20 home runs, if you're a 25 home run guy or a 15 to 20 stolen base guy and you got a 270 batting average, I'll take you on my team any day. All right? All right. I can't do this right now, but I want to crack a beer. I just Oh, uh, I am. I have already had. I can't drink a beer, but I could talk about Seth beer. <laughs> all right. That's all. That's I love boy. this guy. He's the the the, the legend okay. of uh Bryce Harper, you know, the the guy that was hitting 650 foot home runs when he was a a 12-year-old, but I don't know. The 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 lineup just looks a little crowded now. There there was talk that he would get bumped up and maybe be close to a day one guy with the DH but now we don't know if there's going to be a DH it looks like more likely than not there won't be so he, he may end up being blocked any of you guys have a different opinion on that I agree with you I don't see him beating up Christian Walker for playing time Christian Walker has basically been healthy his whole career through the minors and his, his first whatever two three seasons in the majors no injuries you know, he looks know pretty safe Beer, you know who Seth Beer reminds me of Jack Cust. Perfect. 
Yeah. There's just one problem. Just, Jack um, Cuss batted 189, and Seth Beer has had one one stop in the minors, which was 2019 <laughs> when he got traded to Arizona. He he hit like 250 or something like that yeah. after the trade. But in tr- in Double A for Houston, he was batting I think 310 going into the trade. So he got messed up with the trade, and, and but hit everywhere 290 plus every stop. And there's been a few stops because he's been around a couple years. I think he's 24 years old now. So, um, I I want to see this guy at the next level, but unfortunately, it looks like it might be a part time job. When he gets there, uh, and if he has to wait, AJ, the problem is if he has to wait another year, it's going to get even more crowded because all these young outfielders are going to start getting ready. They got a couple of studs. Corbin Carroll's one of the highest risers on prospect lists. Mm-hmm. Dalton Varsho is going to be there day one, but we don't know where he's going to play. Uh, they 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 might be in a little bit of trouble with uh with Mister Beer. He may have a hard time. He may end up instead of being Jack Cust, he might end up being Matt Stairs. So that's a good one. All right. I love Matt Stairs. Personal favorite of mine. Of course. All right. I guess we gotta, you know, we were down south and then we had a beer. So let's come up north back up north and let's go to Boston for a little bit. Um yeah. we got one guy there yeah. that you know a, a a rookie that is looking to get probably full time at bats from day one. Uh Dahlback. What 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 do you what do you mm-hmm. think? I'm a little scared of him. What do you guys think? You in I'm love? In. I'm in. You're in? I'm in for the power. Right. I'm in. I got I got one crazy step for you. You ready? All right. He walked, struck out, or hit a home run. Sixty two percent of his first ninety two at bats. There three true outcomes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty incredible. And that's basically him in a what nutshell. Yeah, that's him in a nutshell. He strikes out way too much. Yeah, he, he might hit thirty home runs. He might bat two twenty five. But where where is he going to play <laughs> defensively? Before we talk about his offensive prowess, where is he going to play defensively now? Because they just picked up Kike Hernandez. Kiki could play everywhere. Dalback oh. could play everywhere. Chavez can play in a couple different spots. Dalback's going to be starting at first. Dalback's going to be starting at first. Starting at first. Okay. For next so, year or two until their stud comes. Okay, so what are we doing with Michael Chavis then? He's th- he's uh in the second base mix. So he has to beat out Kike uh, for playing both, time. Do you think gonna... that do you think that Chavez Ch- that Chavis and, and Dalback are competing with each other? I, I don't know but what the being that they could both play do. the they both could play both positions. So and then you got Hernandez there. And you know they they have a full outfield. They got a solid outfield that we like. Keep in mind, early in the offseason, there was Benintendi uh, trade rumors. I don't know if that's that still could definitely play into it. On. If they move on from Benintendi, they'll definitely put Hernandez out in the outfield, or even or even Michael Chavez. He could play the outfield too. Yeah. So, so you guys are pretty confident that he's going to get full time at bats. At least Nick is. I, I think he will. What do you What do you think you're looking at for a home run ceiling from him? Year one. I think he. I think he crack over twenty. Yeah. With a fr- with a free ADP and I think he's in the high two hundreds. I would take it. I was thinking closer to thirty, and I don't like him. Yeah, but there's always the one negative, and I know why why you don't like him because I know you hate the swing and miss. 
Yeah. And and he's got a lot of that. Three true outcomes. Um, you know, 220, 230 batting average, I'm scared of. But 30 home runs, and what's he going to be eligible at three positions? Not bad. I might yeah, for that. I mean, I might I might be able to take, you know, I, I try to keep my lineup to only have one to two players that are an average drain because you're usually going to have a catcher that that sucks it out of you a little bit. So if you have one more guy that's a, a 230, 240 hitter, you're usually okay. If you took Nick Madrigal on your team and got that 305, 320 ceiling from him, then you might be okay. Uh, fills a category in home runs, available eligible at a lot of positions. All right, I'll sign up for that. I'll take it. And now but, second, ba- second base is wide open now because of the retirement of Dustin Pedroia. That was okay. just announced today, little guy. All right, so let's move on to the next Boston Red Sox then. Oh, look, at, Derek look, look, look at Andy with the transitions today. Not bad. All right, so we just talked about how we don't know what the hell's going on at second base. We're not sure about first base. We got a sort of logjam in the outfield. They have an all-world shortstop in Bogarts. Uh, Young, all-star, third baseman in Devers. So where's Mr. Jeter Downs going to play if he cracks the lineup? He's going to crack the line by midseason. He'll be starting second base. Okay. Better than anybody else there. So his path to failure, his path, I'm sorry, his path to at-bats is failure by Dalback, Chavis, or a Benintendi trade, probably. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. All right, what do you guys think about Downs? What do we? What should we look to expect for, from him? Uh, he, he does everything really good. He does nothing great. Uh, he's going to give you a 270 to 290 average. He's going to hit. 18 to 25 home runs. He's going to steal 18 to 25 bags. He's going to score 70, 80 runs. I, I love the kid. I think I can, I think he can do better than that, but I'm just trying to be a little, you know, I, I I'm on the rookie hype a lot. So I'm trying to calm it down a little bit. I mean, all the numbers you just gave there, I mean, in a standard Roto league, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Big numbers for especially a young kid with, with his ADP right now, but I think he'll be up uh, mid season. I think you, you can get, you know, 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases, and bat 280 for the rest of the year. He's a fob. Uh, he's going to blow your fob on the midseason. Yeah. Get him now. Get him early. That's that's a good point. Good point. All right. A- anybody else you guys want to talk about? With Any other rookies that might come up this year that have any interest in at all? What are you talking about? What positions? Anything? Or? Infielders. 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 We're just talking okay. about infielders. Okay. Our next episode, we'll do outfielders and catchers, and then we'll do a episode the following week with uh, pitchers. All oh. all rookies. I think, uh, I think a good one you can finish off That's Royce Lewis, Minnesota. Oh. Yeah, it hurts a little bit. Yeah, this week just sucked all that out right there. Yeah, he took a hit with the uh, Anderson Simmons acquisition Simmons Mm -hmm. is elite defensively Polanco is just an all-around stud he's probably going to move to second base Luis Arias who's our our batting average uh, hero for Roto Leagues he's going to be into a super utility spot so in in my opinion especially since they have a clogger at DH 
Nelson Cruz. No, I, yeah, not yet. Is he back yet? I think so. Not yet. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. I it's heard they happen. were starting to talk again, but yeah, that, that's going to happen yeah, it, because he he was waiting to see if he get more money from the National League. And yeah. We're getting to the point where that's unlikely to happen, and the clock's ticking, and he wants to get paid. So yeah, it's it's going to happen. It, 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 you you can write that in pen, okay? <laughs> so I, I, I in my opinion, just my opinion, Lewis comes up maybe seventy five at bats at most. So he's a great I, – I mean, if, if you're in a dynasty-type league, you already have him on your team. You know, he's not somebody you're going to be drafting unless it's a startup. He, he's already there. I did read something that they, they said that they can possibly use him in a super utility role because his athleticism is so well – is so good that they can put him in the outfield. They can put him at third, second, short, a little bit all over. But I don't know if you want to do that with your first prospect, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. It's been fun. Like I said, we're going to later on this week, we're going to record rookie outfielders and catchers. And there's a couple of exciting catchers that could make an impact this year as well. Uh, That'll be our next episode. After that, we'll be doing pitchers. In the meantime, guys, you could always check us out on Twitter. Nick is at N M I M I and Mimi. Yep. It, it, we got Andy at AMAC22NJ, and I'm at JTrello20. Andy, you got anything intelligent to say before we get out of here? I never do. You never do. Nick, how about you? You're smart. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm just doing my, I'm doing some uh, mock drafts this season now. Actually, right. I do have some one thing to say. Oh, oh never, never, never whoa, mess whoa. up someone's name on, on camera. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll ruin <laughs> your career. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trevor, take us out. <laughs> Peace. Now, if you see fit, come on, give me.